Hello, everyone. So I've had a weird few weeks. Um, I've moved house. I've finished college. I've um, moved a little boy to school. I bought a hot tub. <laughs> um, yeah, where you go, where you spend uh, some money. But um, a great ordination gift from my parents. So it's lovely. Anyway, I don't know what that says, why they feel I need one, but I'm very grateful for it. Um, anyway, I have been contemplating um, what what to say and um, it's it's world around in my head and I kept on thinking, oh, I could say this and oh, I could say that. And then um, I remembered that we have something called the Bible. <laughs> And um, I thought, oh, well, there might be something in there. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. Um, and I was, because one Bible isn't good enough, um, I went and got all of my different translations out. And I thought, right, let's have a crack. Let's see what we can find in these. And um, I was sat at my desk and um, I was just reading through the scripture and actually something very powerful and profound happened because I was just brought back to a space of sheer reliance on God, of a sheer, I don't know, I don't know. God only knows. And there was something really powerful in the words that I was reading. And have you ever had that experience when you read scripture and it sort of is alive in like you're reading it and it just clicks. There's something in it that you're like, yes, and you get really excited about it. Well, that was my experience when I was reading some of these passages. And one of the things that I wanted to say before we got started is we were singing some amazing songs earlier. And um, one of my favorites is... Um, that I just find really hard to sing sometimes is um, what a beautiful name it is. Um, and the reason I find it so hard because it overwhelms me how beautiful that name is. It overwhelms me how Jesus has done so much that I literally melt. Like I, I just go, gosh, you are good. And I was thinking that some of you here may be thinking, I get Jesus, tick. Get God, tick. Holy Spirit, or I get the Holy Spirit, one of them is missing. Do you know what? The amazing thing is that we have an awesome God. And that God is a three in one. And my little boy on Tuesday morning said to me, Mummy, What's the Holy Spirit? And I gave him a bit of a ramble. And I said, well, the Holy Spirit is. And he, and he said, and then he was saying, so is the Holy Spirit like God's friend? And I said, no, the Holy Spirit is God. And he was like, mummy, this isn't a joke. And I was like, no, there's no joke, Noah. This is, this is it. The Holy Spirit is God. So what's Jesus, mummy? I was like, well, <laughs> that's God too. And he was like, what? 
And I said, right, Noah, ice. Let's talk about ice. And so this is the analogy I'm going to use. So if any of you struggling, this is my basic. This is my basic on the Trinity. Okay. Water can be three things, but it's still water. It's still H2O. Okay. So it can be a solid. And when it's a solid, it it is. Well done. When it is a gas, it is. And when it's a liquid, but all the time, it's still there see and that is exact that's how I explained it to Noah the problem is seven-year-olds don't know what h2o is so that was my stumbling block but I'm thinking that hopefully some of you will get that so if you are sat there going oh it's good she's going to talk about the holy spirit and I don't really get what the holy spirit is that's my basic for you that's my basic to hold on to if you love Jesus the holy spirit is there if you love God the Holy Spirit is there. If you love any of that altogether, that is something incredibly powerful in your life. But here, let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. Um, if you want a Bible, there's loads over there. I am reading the message translation, so it's probably a bit different to what you've got in front of you. What I want to talk about now is the various ways God's spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everyone else did it. It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek, to understand as well as we can. For instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned. Nor would anybody be inclined to say, Jesus is master, without the insight of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere but they are all originated in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they are all orient they all orient or how do you say that word? originate dyslexic um in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit. And to all kinds of people, the variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, Distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out by one, by the one God. He decides who gets what and when. You can easy enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. 
It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots. But then we entered into a large and integrated life in which God has the final say in everything. I want you to think about how all of this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all different but similar. The parts arranged and functioning together. If Foot said, I'm not elegant like a hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body. Would that make it so? If Ear said, I'm not beautiful like I. I don't deserve a place on the head. Would you want to remove it from your body? If the body was an eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. The way God has designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention, the parts we don't, the parts we see and the parts we won't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every part enters into the exuberance of that. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept you are part of the body does your part mean anything. You're familiar with some of the parts that God has formed in the church, which is his body. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers, those who pray in tongues. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers, those who pray in tongues. But it's obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ church is a complete body and not a gigantic, undimensional part? It is not all apostle, not all prophet, not all miracle worker, not all healer, and not all prayer in tongues, not all interpreters in tongues. And yet some of you keep competing for the so-called important parts. So I didn't really need to worry about what to say, hey. <laughs> it's all there. It's all there. And there were a few things that really stood out to me. One of them was the bit at the end where it says, and yet some of you keep competing for the so-called important parts. When I was 16, I did um, like this little day where you look at your spiritual gifts and um, I had to fill in this questionnaire and tick like, what am I good at? What don't I like? All of these things. And it got to the end of the day and there was this sort of like big reveal of these questionnaires. Were you with me for that? Right. Okay. So Rachel's there going, I remember. Um, and so um, we were all sat in this room, this big reveal. And the first person did this 
I'm a prophet. And I was like, seriously? You're a bit of a douchebag. Seriously? Seriously? And I was really cross. I was like, you're such an arrogant so-and-so. And I remember being like, that's so not your gifting. <laughs> like, you can stack chairs. Like, that's what my head was saying. I was also an arrogant 16-year-old. But anyway, and then it went around the room, and I think the third or fourth person, it was like, um, and my gift is, and this, I swear this was the truth, okay? My gift is, and they started speaking in tongues. And I was like, seriously? Seriously, you have never spoken in tongues in your life. And now we're on this course and you think you can do it. Oh, dear. And it went around the room and we had some amazing gifts that were coming out. And some of them made total sense. I was like, yeah, that's so you. It got to me and um, I opened my envelope. (laughs) And I was like, my gift is administration. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) My face. I was like, you what? They were like, oh, yeah, Becky, that makes total sense. I was like, I don't want it to make sense. I am not an administrator. I want to be a prophet. I want to be an evangelist. No, (laughs) you're an administrator. Turn it over to see what my next one was. A leader. I was like, oh, shut up. (laughs) I do not want to lead anything. I am not. I don't want to be an administrator. I'm not a leader. Oh, so everyone else was loving it. And I was like, no, no, no. And then Malcolm, the guy leading it, read out this passage. I was like, shucks. (laughs) That's rubbish. So now I have to be all right with being an administrator. Thanks, God. And so then they had this list of stuff that you could do with being, if your gift was an administrator. And one of them was to go and and ask if you could help in the church office. (laughs) So that was... So that was what I did. So I rocked up to my church office and I said, I have the gift. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. I have the gift of administration. <laughs> I think you need to help. Honestly, I said that. Can you believe it? Oh, dear. And, <laughs> and the lady said to me, well, if you have the gift of administration, I'm the Pope. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I was really Oh, I was really cross. <laughs> so I went to see my youth worker and I said to him, we sat down and we had a really long chat and I said, Des, Des, I think I'm an administrator. And he was like, Becky, you're totally an administrator. And I was like, oh, right. But Des, I don't get it. What is it? <laughs> and he was like, Becky, you were born with a clipboard, love. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he was like, y- yeah. He said, Becky, where have you just come from? I was like, oh, the, the youth council. And what do you do on that youth council, Becky? I was like, well, I organise the agenda and I help Paul, who leads it, because he's not very good. And um, yeah, that's what I did. And he was like, right. And Becky, where were you yesterday? And he basically went through my entire week and was able to go, administrator, gift, administrator, gift, administrator, gift. And I was like, you're right, Des. I am an administrator. I have the gift of administration. 
And there was something that totally changed in me when I just went, yes, God. When I just went, yes, uh, that is me. That's me. And I think that's one of the key things that I wanted to push in your direction today is that there is some of you, I really feel this, some of you sat here going, I think my gift is this. I think it's this. But uh, I don't know and I'm not sure. I want you to own it. That that's that's it. I want you to realise that God has something incredible for you to do with your gift. I made a career out of my gift. Like <laughs> that's literally what I did for a living. Was I was able to pray every day, Lord, how can you use me? How how can I be used? And the amount of times I wanted it to be something far more glamorous than admin. I really did. But the amount of times it was admin and I just went, yes, Lord. And I loved it. I really, really loved it. To to put it on its head, my another really good friend of mine, Nancy, she has um, the gift of discernment. So discernment is um, a complicated gift, but it's basically when you can work out if something is a is bad or good. Like, and there's a nudging in the spirit type thing. So Nancy one day was on a bus and she saw somebody from church and they, she really felt that there was something going on with this this situation that she needed to speak into. And she she really struggled about how to do it similar to what Chris was saying like how am I gonna go there and do that thing that I'm being prompted to do when this is really awkward and really weird and um I remember I won't tell you how that uh, that went because it was actually a really challenging conversation that she had to have and involved different church leaders and it was all a bit difficult but I remember Nancy saying to me oh I wish I was gifted differently I wish I didn't have that gift. And I remember talking to her and going, but Nancy, like, I, I'd love that. I'd, like, that's, I'd love to do that. I, I sort envelopes. Like, I'd, I'd sort people's diaries. <laughs> like, I, I'd love to be able to. And there was something within that conversation with her that was really powerful when we both went, do you know what? God gives us incredible stuff. And we are called to be a body. And we are called to be the eye, the ear, the foot. We're called to be individually these things so that we can work together to do it. And I realised I don't need to be Nancy. And I don't need Nancy's gifts. I don't need that. I only need what God wants me to have. I only need what God needs me to have. And when I realised that, oh my goodness, things happened. Stuff really, really happened. And I think throughout the Bible, there are just loads of examples of how this works. Let's again look at the Bible. I have been at theological college for two years. So at least let's, my report's written now, so you don't need to write to my principal to tell him that I've read the Bible. But if you see him, do say, she does, she does reuse it. 
Um, So here we go. In Romans 12, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If a man's gift is prophecy, let him use it. If it is serving, let him serve or her. Just put that out there. Um, If it's teaching, let them teach. If it's encouraging, let them encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let them give generously. If it's leadership, let them govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let them do so cheerfully. Again, in the Corinthians passage, in the message, it goes in greater detail it says to one there is given through the spirit of the message of wisdom to another the message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit healing the gifts are listed all over it it's amazing and in the church god has appointed first all of the the apostles second prophets third teachers then workers and miracle workers also those having the gift of healing it's like it's incredible that God has sort of gone, here you go, here's a list of all the stuff that I've got for you. I've got all of his stuff for you. It's amazing. And then again in Ephesians it says, It was he who gave some to the apostles, some to the prophets, some to the evangelists, and some to the pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. All of the gifts that are given by God... All of the gifts that are given by God are to build up the kingdom, are to build up the church. There are loads of different gifts. And what I've done for people that they're welcome to come and look at, if you're going, oh, Becky, you've listed a load of gifts here and I'm not even sure what they mean. Um, I've printed out um, like little things that you can look at, that pages that explain what they are. But let me just read out some of the ones that are listed in the Bible. So you've got prophecy, um, serving and ministering, teaching, the gift of tongues, wisdom, administration, discernment, apostleship. So apostleship is like a posh word for church planting and for building the church up and... um, I'm trying to think of another ways of doing, explaining it. Yeah, it's about um, church planters, Christian scholars. It, yeah, it's it's that. Um, evangelism. Um, you've got faith, giving, healing, knowledge. There's so many gifts that are there, and I think it's there's just something about going to God. Look, I want to be open to whatever you've got for me. I want to be open to whatever you've got for me. And at different times of life, there are different gifts that come in and come in and go. And I think there's something really profound when you're just able to say, God, I'm here. I'm here and I'm willing and I'm open. And I want to be part of the body of Christ and I want to build people up in it. Before we go into some sort of, um, I want to give space for people to practically go, okay, look, let's discern this, let's work this out. Um, I was uh, in the Congo um, 
a few years ago, and um, my Swahili isn't great. <laughs> it's not great, and my French isn't brilliant. Um, and I was um, coming. I was. I'd been over there for about three months, and they all spoke um, broken English brilliantly, and I spoke awfully in their local tongue and stuff. And I was in this church service, and we were praying, and um, I something quite remarkable happened. And basically, what happened is there was this moment, this time of open prayer that was common, and so everybody was praying out loud, like taking it in turns to pray. And um, at the end of the service, I just went, "Oh, guys, thank you so much for all speaking in English." Thank you so much. Like hearing you all speak in English so that I could understand it. I'm just so grateful to you. And they looked at me and they were like, Becky, we were going to say, when did you pick up Swahili? And I was like, what? And they were like, you were praying for like 20 minutes in Swahili. And I was like, no. And they were like, yeah. And what had happened? It was incredible. I had, I, I had just been able to, to translate everything that they were praying into English instantly so my head just recognized it as they were speaking in English and I had been speaking in Swahili and they were able to understand it but what was even weirder was what I was saying in Swahili was prophesying over this person that I'd never even met and speaking directly to that person. And that person was like, not only were you speaking Swahili, you were speaking the specific dialect of this certain part of the Congo that I've taken two planes to get to you here. Honestly, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. So it's more my encouragement is, even when you're not expecting it, if you are just open to it, amazing things happen amazing things can happen.